Biden continues to spend money, but in all the wrong places and all, for all the wrong reasons. The LGBTQ nation releases an article about a man who thinks he's a woman not being allowed to go into a women's prison in North Carolina. They conveniently left something out of the article that kind of is important. Let's take a look at that, and that seems to be a thing for the entire media. And a guest on MSNBC has a weird take on the Supreme Court draft leak. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, happy Mother's Day again. Now, you might be saying to yourself, why am I saying happy Mother's Day? Because in Mexico, Mother's Day is celebrated on May 10th. Today's May 10th. So if you are of Hispanic heritage, which, by the way, I have discovered through Ancestry.com, I am. I am 2% indigenous person. So I felt the need to reach into my, and it's probably going to be more than that when they start adjusting the, uh, the DNA results, but I feel the need to say, Feliz what was it? Feliz de Dia de Madre. I I should say that because I am now 2% indigenous person, which makes me something like, I don't know, five times more indigenous and, and uh, than, uh, than Elizabeth Warren. So I feel the need. So of course, Josie is Hispanic, so she decided to sit back and tell me, okay, she, we, we drive through, I live in a Hispanic neighborhood, and there's a lot of flower stands open. You know, they only open for Easter, Mother's Day, and they open for Easter and things like that. And she said, are you going to get me flowers? And I said, absolutely not. First off, there are three reasons. First off, you're not my mother. Why do I need to give you flowers? Second off, we're in America, so we don't celebrate Easter uh, we don't celebrate Mother's Day on a Tuesday. We celebrate it on the second Monday of er, of every May. And third, we already we already celebrated Mother's Day without our kids, mind you, at a casino, which I absolutely hate. So I took her to where she wanted to go, and you know that's that's about it. And she said, "Okay." So if I break up with Josie tonight, it's because I didn't get her flowers on Mother's Day, and you know. But not the real Mother's Day, the Hispanic Mother's Day, the fake Mother's Day, because we're in America. But we'll see what happens tonight. All right, let's get. Uh, so the Ukraine-Russia war continues to rage, and it doesn't look like there's an end in sight. Now, I don't talk much about the war in Ukraine, between Russia and Ukraine, basically because there's just honestly not much happening that's different than anything else, so I prefer not even to bring it up. And I'm also honestly not real, I'm not a big fan of the United States getting involved, and we seem to be getting more involved than we should. Um, Joe Biden is going all in on this war to protect the borders of Ukraine. Again, he won't protect the borders of the United States, but oh my, he's trying to protect the borders of Ukraine. So, so far, the Biden administration has spent probably about $30 billion in aid to Ukraine. That was up to about, I'd say, beginning of March. Okay, now nah, April. Let's go April. 
And then in the middle of April, he decided to spend another $33 billion sending aid and arms to Ukraine. Well, now, yesterday, Joe Biden wanted to spend another $39 billion for Ukraine. So we're looking at about $100 billion we're spending on Ukraine. So question for you, does it look like we're actually fighting a proxy war in Ukraine? Because, you know, Europe is not spending this kind of money giving this kind of, these kind of resources to Ukraine. They're not. They're helping Ukraine, but not like we are. And the, right now, the $39 billion, which has to be approved by uh, Congress, has, is not being approved because he wants to add in the bill with the Ukrainian help. He added another $10 billion, $10 billion for COVID relief. Okay, I, this drives me nuts. First off, stop spending money. We do not need any more COVID release, relief. The pandemic is over. Everyone, I, I'm in Ubers all the time. I don't have to, when I'm in an Uber, I do not have to, uh, I do not have to wear a mask. When I'm on a train, I do not have to wear a mask. 97% of the people who fly do not wear masks. I can go into a store. I do not need to wear a mask. Let's just, no one's asking me for my vaccination status or anything. The pandemic for all intents and purposes is over. Of course, this administration really needs this panic to continue on. They want the pandemic to continue on because they want to change how people vote in November. Uh, you can see it in some of the more left-leaning uh, newspapers like, let's say, the New York Times or the Washington Post or NPR because they're now talking about new viruses that are out there. Of course, none of those viruses are actually here. But doesn't matter. We got to figure out how they're going to get that through that. But we really don't need to keep spending money. What Joe Biden doesn't seem to understand the concept of economics 101, where the more money that the government spends, the more money, the more inflation that we get. And I have some real thoughts about Russia too the Russia-Ukraine war, and I'm going to get to them in a second, but I just wish the government would actually stop money. Now, now, Joe Biden has said that he's going to lower, he's going to lower the deficit by a trillion dollars this year. And even the, even the Washington Post, a very left-leaning magazine, actually said, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. We're not, we're not lowering the deficit. So I don't talk much about Ukraine. You know, essentially, that I'm not a big fan of the war in Ukraine, and I'm not. Uh, here's the thing. First and foremost, I think I, I'm going to give you my thoughts, all of them. First and foremost, I think that what Russia is doing is really bad, and they do need to be deterred. And countries like the United States should help to deter the Russians, to get them to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't have done this. And it's happening. Okay. The economic sanctions, and I knew this was going to be the case, the economic sanctions never never worked. Russia, Russia's economy right now is pretty much back to where it was before the war started, before the sanctions started. So this is not a thing. I mean, they're selling oil left and right, and they're making money. 
And Putin doesn't really care about the economy anyway, because the economy affects other people. Putin's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. He doesn't care about the economy. He doesn't care who it affects. He, Vladimir Putin is not going to be missing a meal. And if it means that a bunch of people in Russia have to miss food or starve, he doesn't care about that. Now, again, I don't mind the military support for Ukraine. Sort of, I don't mind. But I do have some real reservations. And I have some questions. One of the questions is, what about our military? We're giving them all of this technology. We're giving them all of these arms. This includes stuff like killer drones and stuff like that. What about, what about our military? Are we replenishing the weapons we're giving to Ukraine? Well, the, the, the DOD says, well, no, we're not. What's going to happen when we need that stuff if they're not spending money to replenish the weapons we're giving to Ukraine? Another thing is, do we know what Ukraine is actually doing with the money we're giving them? Let's not forget, Ukraine was one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And even though a lot of news media, including Fox News, they keep talking about Ukraine being a democracy, Ukraine is not a democracy. It's an oligarchy, and I don't see any evidence that shows they've changed much from that. I also would question, I mean, how serious is the war over there in Russia? I mean, Jill Biden went to Russia this week. Bono, or Ukraine this week. Bono went to Ukraine this week. How, how bad is it over there? There are pictures of people living their lives in Kiev. Now, I'm not saying in the South and in the East, it's, it's great and everything. We can tell it's, it's pretty bad. But it sure seems like a lot of leaders in the world are, are going over there w within the danger of war. And here's the thing. Again, the fog of war. You only see what you're being shown. And I'm just kind of curious as to what really is going on over there. So uh, what, it, what this also looks like is this is a proxy war. The United States is involved with proxy war against Russia through Ukraine. The other day, you need more evidence of that. No one will say this is a proxy war. We're just supporting Ukraine. That's what they're saying. Well, when you put this level of support with Ukraine, that could be construed of a proxy war. Need more evidence of that. Well, the United States gave intelligence to the Ukraine, and Ukraine destroyed a Russian military ship, a Russian missile ship with it. We're giving them dr killer drones and things like that. That sounds like more than just giving them support. That sounds like we want them to outright win. Listen, Joe Biden wanted a victory in Ukraine, and he wanted it to be a big win for him because he has nothing for the 2022 elections. He doesn't seem to understand because he's so out of touch. All the Democrats are out of touch. That not many people care about Ukraine. It's not the biggest problem in this country. In fact, it is only number four since March in a March uh, poll that said Ukraine, Ukraine was the biggest problem. As a matter of fact, I, I haven't been able to find a newer poll, but 
people have said, yeah, it's dropping. Could be number six. And we'll get into the big problems in the United States in just a second. And it's not going to be a big win for Ukraine if Russia decides to stop the war. Russia is probably going to end this war within the next six months. Russia is probably, and that's the other thing. How long is this going to go for? Joe Biden says, yeah, we will help as long as it takes. Well, wait a minute. How long is it going to take? It's been four months now. How long is this going to take? Is this going to take a year, two years, five years, 10 years? And we're going to support Ukraine this entire time? These are questions that I'd like to know, and, and the administration won't answer them. So they're trying to they're trying to really beat this in so that it is a big selling point in November. Well, it's not going to be a big selling point. The administration might be beginning to see this. That's why this abortion thing is being made into the new platform. By the way, the abortion thing is not going to work either. But that's the problem with this administration. They are so freaking out of touch. You need more proof how out of touch they are? Here's Merrick Garland of the Justice Department explaining the new department he's opening up within the Department of Justice. Today, I am announcing three actions that the department is taking to advance environmental justice. First, consistent with the president's executive order on tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, we are issuing a comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta We'll discuss that strategy in just a moment. Second, I'm pleased to announce that we are launching the Justice Department's first ever Office of Environmental Justice to oversee and help guide the Justice Department's wide-ranging environmental justice efforts. Like all parts of government, it will get its own acronym, OEJ. And third, the Justice Department is issuing an interim final rule that will restore the use of an important law enforcement tool, supplemental environmental projects, subject to new guidelines and limitations that I will also be issuing today. That's right, the environment. He's creating groups here. He's creating plans to deal with environmental justice. Forget about the crime at all-time highs, illegal drugs killing 100,000 people a year, the human trafficking that is occurring all over the place, especially because of the open borders and the illegal immigration. Forget about all that. It's the environment. By the way, um, the environment in that list I told you about, it ranks 14th and it's never gotten above 12th as far as the most important uh, issues of the day. And it's never gotten more than 3%. So they're completely out of touch. Thank God Merrick Garland did not end up a Supreme Court justice. But this points to the real problems that we're having. So some of the things I'm going to talk about happened this week. And they're all bad news for Joe Biden. Okay? Gas prices today hit record highs. In California, it's back to $6 a gallon. So we got a reprieve of about a month. Then the reserves ran out. And now we're back at $6 a gallon in California. And through the country, all at record highs. There is a huge baby formula shortage. People cannot feed their children now. Do you think we're worried about the environment? 
Do you think people are worried about Ukraine? Not when a mother can't, mother and parents can't find baby formula for their children. And I know that the left just wants you to, to breastfeed all the time. You know, here's the reality. Some people can't breastfeed. My ex-wife could not breastfeed. Josie could not breastfeed. We had to use formula or supplement breastfeeding with formula. Well, guess what? We can't find them anymore. Um, the stock market has lost 5,000 points since Joe Biden took office, including a couple of thousand point drops. The stock market is crashing. This is going to kill middle class retirees because that's where most of their retirement funds are coming from. I didn't see what it was today, I, but, but the fact of the matter is um, the stock market is crashing, which means people are not going to invest in the stock market. And if they're not investing in the stock market, there's going to be no, there's going to be no, um, innovation. So today wasn't so bad. It dropped 85 points. I mean, yesterday it dropped 400 points. So there's going to be no innovation. There's going to be no investing into business, which means there's going to be no jobs. The rise of interest rates is making homes unaffordable. They've already raised the interest rate twice. They are talking about raising it again to try and control inflation. This has crashed out home prices because people aren't buying homes now. They can't afford it. They don't want to pay the crazy interest rates. And then what ends up happening after that, someone who owns a home, their their freaking home goes underwater. All this came out this week. Their home ends up underwater. They can't sell it. They can't do anything with it. They have no they have no uh, equity in the homes. The GDP, the GDP is down 1.4%. Do you want know the last time the GDP fell to that level? When the pandemic hit and we closed all the businesses. Absolutely incredible. I've never seen GDP down 1.4%. When when Trump was president, he had GDP averaging between two and a half and four, or I think his average was like 2.8%. He was between three and 4% most of the time. The economy was on fire. People were making money hand over fist. This bozo comes in and now we're minus 1.4% when we should be on fire right now because we've opened up the economy. Biden said that he's going to reduce the deficit by a trillion dollars. I already told you that. The Washington Post gave that three Pinocchios. We're not lowering the deficit. The only reason the deficit may not be hit as hard is because Congress is not approving any of his bills. You got to remember, Joe Biden has a $5.8 trillion budget he's trying to get passed. It's not going to pass. It's not going to pass. This guy is spending money hand over fist, and he thinks he's going to lower the deficit. Tomorrow, the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, is going to release their inflation numbers. They're expecting that it's going to moderately stabilize, but they say it's still going to be over 8%. And God forbid if it's over 8%. So we still are paying more in more money than for anything than we were before. Finally, there's about 50% chance right now we're going to end up in a recession within the next two years. It's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be as bad as it was in 2008 where people are like kicked to the streets, but it's going to be bad. There's no such thing as a good recession. All this is happening 
People are suffering. People are openly saying they are suffering. Joe Biden is losing support left and right. And he's losing support from places he never thought he would lose support. The black community, the, the Hispanic community. He's underwater with Hispanics. Hispanics don't want Biden in the office. In Texas, Hispanics are voting Republican all over the place. Any chance that there was going to be some sort of blue wave in Texas, forget it. It's not happening. He's losing Texas. He's losing Arizona. He's losing Ohio. So the purple states are now becoming red. And the red states are only getting stronger. But the Biden administration is worried about Ukraine and abortion. Okay, go. Run on that. That's fine. They're going to get killed in November. It's going to be really ugly. Okay, so, you know, I'm cruising through Twitter, and I saw this story, and I usually, this is a story from the LGBTQ Nation. It's a LGBTQNation.org or whatever. You, you can see it's a far leftist site for the LGBTQ community. And they release a story about a man who says he's a woman is being harassed in a men's prison in North Carolina. The ACLU is now suing the Department of Corrections for North Carolina because they refused to put this man in a woman's prison for and not paying his sex change operation because apparently he wants a sex change operation too. So I'm going to read you this story. And the reason I'm going to read you this story, and it's very short, but something's missing. And I want you to listen to it and tell me what you think is miss, or not tell me, but think about what is missing, and then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna talk about it. So here it is: the North Carolina ACLU filed a complaint at the end of April on behalf of Kanak. I can't even pronounce this name. It's Kanakatika. I don't know. Zare Brown. That's the last name. A transgender woman being held in a North Carolina facility, which means he's a man. There's no such thing as trans, by the way, because you can't transition from a man to a woman or a woman to a man. That's why I will say a man who thinks he's a woman or a woman who thinks he's a man. I'll never say trans man, trans woman, because there's no such thing. They don't exist. Anyway, continuing. Zare Brown is incarcerated at Anson Correctional Institute and has allegedly been defined gender affirming, denied gender affirming care. In addition... She, which is he, was held in a male facility for two years for being transferred to Anson. Well, he's being held in a male prison because he is a male. Um, And I've seen pictures of the guy. He's a pretty big male. So you probably don't want this male guy in a female prison. Continuing, in a release, the ACLU said that North Carolina's DPS's refusal of care for Zare Brown constituted a violation of the U.S. and North Carolina constitutions, as well as the American with Disabilities Act, ADA, and the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. The legal action, quote, seeks damage and and an injunction requiring DPS to provide Mrs. Zare Brown, its mister, with necessary medical care and accommodation for his they say her, gender dysphoria, including the use of gender-consistent terminology, consistent hormone therapy maintenance, and gender-affirming surgery, end quote. ACLU of North Carolina attorney uh, Jacqueline uh, Maffatore said, quote, DPS's denial of treatment is not only discriminatory, it is inhumane. 
by refusing to treat her, his, gender dysphoria, DPS subjects Mrs. Air Brown, Mr., to needless suffering and places her, his, life at risk. Okay, a couple things here. Um, None of this is what I'm going to say here has anything to do with what I want you to pay attention to. Um, Not using someone's, quote, preferred pronouns, end quote, is now considered discriminatory and inhumane. And the DPS needs to be punished for that. Yeah, no, this is the problem with not using reality in the real world. We start fantasizing about what I am and what I'm not and whatever. Second thing is the ACLU might have stepped in it here. Um, They are citing the... They are citing the... American Disabilities Act and the Rehabilitation Act? Hmm. Well, are they saying that gender dysphoria is a mental illness and trans trying to transition is a mental illness? I don't know. You 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 make that up because that's what it sounds like to me. Okay, continuing. Transgender people in carcer carceral uh, institutions statistically face higher degrees of violence than many other groups, including but not limited to the violence from the lack of gender-affirming care. Okay, gender-affirming care is not getting gender-affirming care is not violence. That's just a stupid statement. In December 2021, a federal court ordered the Federal Bureau of Prisons to evaluate a transgender prisoner for gender-affirming care. This marked the first instance of such an action by the courts. The lawsuit points out that DPS was aware from the beginning of Zara Brown's imprisonment, that she, he, had gender dysphoria, but placed her, his, him, nonetheless in a male facility. Um, He's in a male facility because he's a man. By the way, where else are you going to stick him? In a women's prison? Hey, not everybody buys this crap, and DPS has more than just this guy who's obviously confused to worry about. They have to worry about the women in the women's prison too. And you put a guy in the women's prison, I wonder which side of the violence is going to come from. Continuing, being trans, quote, being transgender woman in a male facility exasperated Mrs. Zare Brown's, Mr. Zare Brown's gender dysphoria, caused her, him, extreme mental and psychological distress, placed her, him, it great grave risk of physical and sexual assault and led Mrs. Zare Brown, Mr., being placed on suicide watch. Um, wah. You know something, if you were worried about, if you were worried about violence in prison because you are a freak, maybe you shouldn't have committed crimes that put you in prison in the first place. Hint, hint. Here's the last two paragraphs. All right. Taylor Brown, staff attorney for the LGBTQ and HIV Rights Project at the ACLU, was also quoted in the official release about the complaint and said it will hold the North Carolina DPS accountable for their actions regarding Zare Brown. Quote, the North Carolina Department of Public Safety will now have to answer for their unlawful and discriminatory behavior as we fight to get Mrs. Zare Brown, Mr. The health care that she, he, requires and is constitutionally due, end quote, Brown said. Quote, the ACLU and our affiliate, affiliate partners across the country will continue to hold prisons accountable for violations and deprivations 
of the rights of incarcerated transgender people. Okay, that was the entire article. Not too long. Okay. Um, Did you notice something missing in the article? How about why he's in prison and how long does he actually have to serve? I kid you not, I had to go through six articles before I found out what he did and the article tried to sugarcoat it. Apparently in 2017, Zara Brown went to prison as a habitual felon, convicted of insurance fraud and obtaining property by false pretenses. In other words, he's serving life in prison for identity theft because that's what a habitual felon will serve in North Carolina. Life. This guy is not, without parole, this guy is not getting out of prison unless somebody pardons him. So he's committing identity theft and including home title fraud. He's stealing people's houses. This man has ruined lives. Obviously, he still has a lot of money from his crimes because he's willing to pay for the $100,000 sex change surgery and hormone treatments himself. So he has money, probably from stealing it from other people. But by the way, that's not what the ACLU wants. The ACLU wants the state to pay for his hormones. They want the state to pay for his sex change operation and his sex change maintenance. Because by the way, that doesn't end. Just because you get your your uh, twigs and berries cut off does not mean you are fine and dandy. You can live as a woman. That stuff has to be maintained. So not only does the state have to uh, pay to house this bastard for the rest of his life, using taxpayer money from productive and honest participants in society, they want us to pay for his perversion with taxpayer money from the productive and honest participants in our society. When I see stories like this, I just ask myself, why am I paying taxes? I I don't want to support this. All right. So one more story here. It's actually a really story. I just want you to listen to this. This is just an amazing statement. Um, this came from a guest on MSNBC, a yes, supposedly a news source. Um, they're talking about the leaked Supreme Court draft that Justice Alito made up. And she said something that was just, I, I, I can't believe someone didn't sit there and say, yeah, maybe we should cut that one out. Listen. So, I mean, here's the thing. Here's my feeling about the leaker. I I would like to find out who the leaker is so I can make sweet love to that person because that person is a hero to me. Okay? And if the leaker, a lot of people are saying it could be a conservative. If the leaker is a Republican uh, and if I get pregnant during our lovemaking, I will joyfully abort our fetus and let them know. I don't know if that answered your question. I probably didn't. Um, it, it, it was a little. It was a little off topic. It was a little. Go ahead, okay. Joe. Can you think of a more vile thing to say? First off, how arrogant does this broad think she is? How arrogant is this broad? She thinks okay. Someone is gonna want to f you, and I, I liberal. Yeah, I can see that. A conservative? She's a disgusting human being. After saying something like that? She's disgusting. And again, this is the problem the left is going to have. Because all these people, they brag about having abortions. 
They don't see any moral problem with having an abortion. They think it should be celebrated. Yeah, run on this. Run on this. This is the platform they're creating. I'm, I'm actually making a video right now showing what these people are saying in the streets during these protests. It's disgusting. But, I mean, there's no way anyone could take this. And everyone's laughing. They all thought it was funny. A couple of the gals in the middle did not look like they were comfortable. They looked like um, that might have gone overboard. And it did. But why would you say something like that on a news show? How serious can you take this broad? Anything she had to say before or after, gone. Ignored. She's nothing but a clown. So, I, I don't know. This is All this stuff is, is not going to help Democrats. I also want to point out that um, they say a conservative... A conservative leaked this document? This is the new talking point. I, I've heard it on CNN and MSNBC left and right. As a matter of fact, CNN yesterday was talking about how it was probably a conservative. That makes zero sense. Why a conservative would leak that is going to benefit them how? I mean, now all the conservative judges are being attacked. They're being protested against uh, in front of the houses well the reason they're doing this is because now the protests are happening the protests are happening at their house there have been several cases now of, vi of leftist violence uh at, at uh anti-abortion areas not necessarily anti-clinic these clinics some of these clinics they're attacking are not necessarily anti-abortion they're just clinics that try and help people get through a pregnancy so they're not really counseling against abortion. They're just giving options. These things are being at these places are being attacked. Well, here's what the left is worried about: if one of those Supreme Court justices has a hair on his head harmed, you better believe people are going to start blaming the left for this, because this was all a disaster. So what do they do? Well, no, it was the it was a conservative that released it. So that has to be. In, in other words. The release of this document is no longer that popular. It's no longer a, that was a great thing, because now we're seeing what's happening. And, I mean, one gal even sat back and said, well, this is comparable to January 6th if this guy released it. Yeah, well, a conservative didn't release it. It's not even probable. It's not even pot. It's not even, it's not even possible. It's, it's barely possible that a conservative would release this. So... Hey, you know what? They're all saying this stuff. Let them all say it. Run on this in November. That would be awesome. And then Republicans will take over both the House and Senate. And it looks like they're going to do it quite easily in November anyway. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, go visit uh, my Rumble page and take a look at the videos I've released because I released another one. I'll be releasing another one probably tomorrow. Enjoy. I've got some great culture stuff. I know a lot of politics today. I've got some great culture stuff tomorrow. So let's talk about that tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Yeah.